0: I'm Dan Broskell. and I'm Dave Geller
1: and we are the co-hosts of what do we know what do we know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness education sports personal stories and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things but not a lot about others
0: your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator compulsive runner and father of five
1: and Dave Geller a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing main accent All right, good afternoon, everybody. It's Sunday, January 10th, 2021. I'm Dan Broskill here with my good friend Dave Geller. And Dave, who's with us today?
0: Yeah, besides you and me, we have a very special guest, Jeremy Bleich, um, who is going to add a lot to our pod and raise our game, no pun intended, a lot. Um, <laughs> Jeremy has a, has, a, has a very strong background in many in many areas. And Jeremy, just thanks for being here with us today. Of
2: course, well, just, thanks for ha- thanks for to, having me
1: to set the table completely, Dave. Uh, Leish, for Leish, forty-fourth uh, overall pick in the Major League Baseball draft in two thousand eight. Is that correct?
2: Long time ago, yeah. Right,
1: <laughs> uh, ten-year career in Pro Bowl, uh, Last two in the majors in two thousand eighteen for the Oakland A's. Um, That's but whose play play in baseball has moved lived on through uh, playing for the Israeli national team through World Baseball Classic and Olympic qualification. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about his career and uh, post post. Post playing career with a, with a, with a Pirates organization, um, but Jeremy, great to have you. And uh, w- what's the story from from Metairie, Louisiana, to the Northwest suburbs of Boston to Pittsburgh? What, what's what's the story, man? Talk about talk about growing up in Louisiana. How is that? Yeah, so kid?
2: my, my yeah, Jew. <laughs> they said you know, as people in New Orleans are Jew ish, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, my my father and mother both from New, from New York. Brooklynites who my dad did his residency at Tulane in in, uh, uh, fellowship at Tulane cardiology and I was the third uh, child so I was born there brother and sister both born in New York and um, my dad just kind of settled into a private his own private practice there that he built and then just flourished and, and you know ended up staying there my whole childhood it was interesting I mean there's definitely a culture part of it that I miss in terms yep. of, uh, you know, the friendliness at times that so the food is amazing. Yep. Um, have, you ever, have you ever had a Clawdad? Of course. Of course. Many, not just one, uh, <laughs> not just one, but no, I, yeah, I miss the food. I, I sometimes miss the people, but um, I don't miss New Orleans like every day. It doesn't hurt me. But, but it, you miss the Saints. I don't, I'm not, ever since I played professionally, so, sport. ever since I played professional sports I don't really I'm not like a live or die fan I just yeah. don't because I it's not the way it is for players at times in the playoffs it's different right um but I think it's a job and it becomes like you know it's a routine and it's just different so I like the whole like oh I couldn't sleep because so-and-so lost last night
1: yeah maybe you don't have for a, a nola zime lamps in jersey from last year yeah. Yeah, no I'm but Zyme. i respect
2: i respect those that do and are consistent when there we the, go <laughs> when the teams are bad and when the teams are good so new orleans was great uh, uh you know it definitely taught me um a very different vantage point of like culture and society and community that's something that is probably not natural to like my upbringing or my parents or my religion or anything like that. So it definitely rounded me out in a sense.
1: Sure. Well, other than being a standout athlete in baseball and I'm sure other sports, uh, you had a very famous coach in high school. Can you talk about it for a second?
2: Yeah, he's the man. Actually, I spoke to him just two days ago. Um, He, it's funny. I was thinking yesterday, I was driving to the city about like why he's so important or why, you know, coaches, certain, you know, sometimes are so important for me. It's, it really, has nothing to do with like sports. It has nothing to do with like, Oh, it's my development. No one will ever say, Oh, he made me a great player. Like, no, everyone talks about like, he made me a man or he taught me what family is or respect or, you know, bigger values that um, usually stand out more than like some sort of, um, you know, augmentation of sports skill, I should say. But he was, he's awesome. He was very, very hard nosed. Uh, my dad was also like had a little bit of hard nose to him as well. So, there were times going to private school in New Orleans, as some may read, if they, they look at that coach book and listen to podcasts where you know parents paid tuition and they thought that because they did so that they had probably more um, of a right to do things in terms of discipline and things, et cetera. So um, he was against the grain in that sense. And as the years have gone on, as my generation has grown up, as you guys probably well know, uh, there's a clash there. So there's a whole, which leads to a whole bigger story. But he kind of stuck to his guns. He's a very consistent personality. I'm, I'm a big fan of consistency across the board. And so he meant a lot to me. Who, yeah, is, so this? who, who is this coach? I don't know. Coach
0: Fitz. Yeah, there we
1: go. Billy, Fitz.
2: Billy Fitzgerald. You need to I go read, read the book. The book. You need to go uh, yeah. read. You can read it today. It's a short read. <laughs> like the, the book's
1: amazing. The podcast with Michael Lewis is incredible. Talking about the stories, both from Fitz, you know, from Fitz's playing days in high school, the coach, um, unbelievable podcast, Dave. You should get her to listen. Uh, and it's, I mean, I, I probably listened to that when it came out in January, February. And it's really cool to have you here, Jeremy, reflecting on the impact he had. Because we always ask questions of coaches, like, "Are you about kid development? Are you teaching kids skills? Are you teaching kids about life?" Um, and that differs from kids who have pro careers and kids whose final game is the last day of their high school careers. So mm-hmm. you know, your career took you from, from Louisiana to Stanford. What was that What was that decision like? Were you, were you juggling options? Do you want to stay local yeah. at LSU? We want to go to the West Coast. Why Stanford?
2: I thought, um, I thought originally that I was going to probably go to Tulane, but then that was like my junior year of high school. I almost committed there. And then I said to myself, I love my parents but and not in a bad way I just like didn't want to go out to dinner and be like see my parents like across (laughs) the restaurant Um, because I I think I saw my brother and sister like flourish as people like as adults with responsibility and that's something that I look forward to so I remember my my dad always which as high school kids you never really like truly listen to your parents right you never like see the meaning behind the message You, you listen to them but you don't you hope to listen but you don't really see the meaning and I think the meaning behind the message he always told me like if you get a chance to go to Stanford like you need to go yeah. and I didn't know what that meant until I got there. And then he said I remember my dad said um like don't worry about the the distance thing like, a flight is a flight right a, you, a flight is a flight and um it worked out great. I, I, I looked at Vanderbilt um I looked at Rice bunch of bunch of different schools but eventually decided on Stanford and when I got there I realized why my dad said like you need to go there because everyone there did something spectacularly, yep. other than school, right? There were Olympian swimmers that were friends of mine. There were, you know, incredible musicians, like, you know, heirs to kings of other countries. It's like crazy, you know, crazy stories that, once again, as I referred back to New Orleans, I like could just rounded out my world being around people like that.
0: I want you to drop some names I don't want to hear about the Olympian swimmers I want to hear about the kings and the queens that was going. Uh,
2: yeah no it's it's uh it blew my mind like I had no concept for that um in fact there was a kid a friend of mine who I won't name any names or countries or whatever but um he would often help me these problem sets for economics I major in economics on do on Fridays and I always saw this kid for the first couple of weeks of my, I don't know, sophomore year, maybe end of my freshman year, in the same part of the library, and I would just sit and stare with his pencil and paper, and just like I couldn't figure anything out, right? It's way beyond my scope <laughs> And I always looked over and saw he was always working on the same thing, and then like he would come in later than me and leave earlier and finish these problem sets. And eventually, I mucked up the courage to ask him if he could help me, and we sort of started a friendship. Long story short, after like hanging a couple times through another guy on my team, because he lived in his dorm, realized that he offered one day if I wanted to go to um, Las Vegas. And I said, no, I, I have baseball, I can't go. Well, long, long story short, the bullpen catch for our team went with him. His father flew a private jet from another country all the way to San Francisco to pick them up to go to a La- 45 minute flight to Las yeah. Vegas. And I thought to myself, Okay. And then, <laughs> and then, and this is before like, you have a real concept of like, like money, you know, you like, as a college kid, you just have like, uh, I have a Wells Fargo account. And I have $140. Like I can <laughs> I can grab this many Subway sandwiches or, sure. you know, this many Jamba juices. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then a couple of weeks later, once again, we were doing, you know, college things, whatever, having some beers and um, we ran out of beers. So we needed more beers and we looked around. Nobody, you know. First of all, we weren't in a state to drive, of course, and nobody had cars anyway. And what? There's no drizzly, right? What? Are we,
1: what are we doing? So pre drizzly. Yeah. yeah.
2: So <laughs> this kid's like, I'll I'll take care of it. So he picks up the phone, calls somebody, and thirty minutes later, he gets a phone call back. and says, I'm in. I'm outside. I have whatever. So go go outside it's a black town car guy gets out of the black suit opens the truck full of anything you know any take all this stuff bring it back in and that's when i went in my our bullpen catcher who was roommates or maybe hallmates with this kid i'm like who is this who is this kid and sure enough uh he was like his father was the one of the head engineers for a country like very very high up and the stories continued like he needed a driver's license and there was a state that his father had donated a building and got a, got, literally got a driver's license in the mail with like no tests, nothing. So Anyway, <laughs> a little bit of a distraction. This
1: but. was not in the coach book. So I appreciate the little yes. tangent, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but after a couple years at Stanford, you played in the Cape League, right? Summer of your junior year. And then you were mm-hmm. drafted by the Yankees in the first round. So how did that feel? It was amazing. Um, yep. But did you, you know, know? Did they call you or is it a surprise? You know, um,
2: There was a little bit of like – I was injured, right, leading up to the draft. So that um, kind of threw me for a loop. But there were some some whispers. And then um, they were supposed to take me a little earlier and didn't. But my agent and my dad, like, didn't tell me because they didn't want to be disappointed if it yep. fell through. So um, – I landed in – we landed in in, uh, Cal State Fullerton. We were playing them at Super Regional the next night and turned on ESPN. Like, I dropped our bags, you know, got in from the airport, and um, I literally heard it for the first time on ESPN, which was wild. So, like, I heard it on ESPN as they announced it. Then the scouting director of the Yankees called me. Then my hotel phone rang. Then my roommate's phone rang. It was like – it was chaos, but it was an amazing experience.
1: Wow. and Were you a fan of a, were you a Red Sox fan by then? Were you like an Astros fan No, like, I, I had nothing to do with. You were
2: just like a with, baseball player, you know? I had nothing to do with Boston at that point. Yeah. I was a Yankees fan. My, yep. because I was a Yankees fan. Sure. Girl. My dad was a Yankees That's fan. Football. Yeah. So um, Boston really didn't happen or, you know, the, New England didn't really happen until um, my dad passed away in 14 is when we kind of settled there. So uh, I actually, Boston was like, you know, Hex, Hex to Boston. It was – we didn't want anything to do with that. So we were all all Yankees. And I grew up watching the Yankees and Knicks. And not really Rangers, but Yankees and Knicks all the way.
1: Are you so, still a Knicks fan?
2: I mean, not really. Now is the big, time. Now like, now, now yeah. it's time to
1: buy on the Knicks, you know. Find I, like, a-
2: I love – the NBA is like my sneaky favorite uh, sport Oof. to watch. Like, right now, still? I mean, I, I think – Going to like going to see the Celtics games are one of my favorite. I love going to I love going to the garden. I love yep. watching this those games. I mean Madison Square Garden is a special. It's probably the most amazing place. Um but is the it l- though,
1: home? Let me push yes. back for a no, second. No, no, no. Like, yes, the is.
2: mystique of MSG is is it really true? You know, you know? Do you know why though? Tell me because why. Yeah, yeah. The the lighting is different. Right. There. The right. lighting, it's it's literally a stage, right? It's dark all around or yep. it feels that way. And the lighting is just different. You don't see that in other stadiums. That's the only reason. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Did
1: you watch The Last Dance? Of course, yeah. Of What'd course. you think of it? Was Geller's favorite show of last year?
0: <laughs> Oof. You're pushing that one. You I, think
1: uh, that's what you said, buddy, in our twenty twenty retrospective.
0: Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually speaking of uh Quigao. I'm, I'm actually watching uh, Uncut Gems right now, and that, that oh that, wow,
2: yeah, and that one. might
0: uh, no, no, so, you, so, so, it's so, so but it's good. Brought, oh, so, so, Brosco was like gotta see Uncut Gems, and he's like got to be awesome. He's like it was awful. Now I'm so watching bad. it, no. and I love it. I love it. Oh, that's just because KG and I hung out before, so I know the real KG. I'm just <laughs> dropping a name there, Bleich. Yeah, I can drop names, Bleich. and um, <laughs> so I'm, I actually like
2: it i like it
1: yeah, yeah. kg's he's a kg was the only redeemed and we can disagree we can disagree anyway <laughs> launch it launching into your minor league career i did pull your stats i don't i don't want to talk about the pitching mm-hmm. i want to talk about the hitting because you only had i think four plate appearances
2: ever in pro ball i got a good story for you and my so, question for you is
1: and i'm sure that you know more than i do but i i said um in one – you had four plate appearances in minor league career, no hits, but you did score one run. So do you remember how you scored the run? Yeah, that or is – Or another the, great that, story about that batting? Is, that
2: it, no, That is the story. So I can't I'm wait with, to hear about it, yeah. So I'm in AAA with the Dodgers in 2017, having like a career year. Yep. Um, just – it was a crazy year. Like I got released in spring training by the Diamondbacks because I went to career with the Israeli team and like whatever. I didn't perform much in spring training, and then they just released me. Yep. I then moved to New Jersey to play for an independent ball team. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go in in the mornings, take the train in the city. I'm going to interview for jobs. I'm pretty much done. I'm just going to make sure, you know, finally got picked up by the Dodgers. Gabe Kapler was a farm director there who I became close with and uh, brought me on kind of as like an extra guy, but I ended up like performing out of my, you know what, uh, just like in all facets. So. Long story short, my year is like crushing it. My manager loves me because my manager Pitch Go Trick loved me because I was kind of like an underrated story that that at that time. Yep. Um, we go to New Orleans, so we're playing in New Orleans, hometown, first time playing back in New Orleans, and I they bring me in the game. We're in, we have we the lead. I come in the seventh, um, scoreless, eighth scoreless. I usually don't go like three and it's Usually we'd give it to our closer, and I come back in. Remember, if it's National League against National League in Triple A, you you hit. Yep. So I come in and uh, Bill, actually, you guys probably know him, Bill Hasselman. Yeah, uh, Bill Hasselman. Is my oh my man, gosh. Who was an absolute, <laughs> absolute G, right? Yep. And he loved me because if you remember, he was rugged. Like yeah, very. First competitor. He yes. goes, Blyshe, Blyshe, you got the ninth. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I was sweating, you know? And should I not say that, by the way? No, it's good. It's good. Okay. Okay. So he goes, Blythe, you got the ninth." I'm like, oh, I'm literally dripping in sweat. It's New Orleans. It's in like August. I'm dry. It's dry heat. (laughs) So, and I walk, I go down the three steps and he grabs my shirt and turns and he goes, you're up, you're batting sex. (laughs) I go, oh my God. Cause you know, you gotta take me out. If not, like I can't go back out. And he goes, don't worry. You're not swinging. He goes, oh no. He said, uh. (laughs) He said, if the first guy gets on, bun him over. I said, okay, fine, whatever. So the guy throwing that night is like 98 to 101. And a guy from the Marlins, right-handed pitcher, Ellington is his last name. Yep. I'll never forget this. So I'm, I'm literally like shuffling. I'm grabbing a bat. I don't have anything. Guys are giving me bat and goes, put a helmet on, go out to the on-deck circle. I'm not even who's, – who's, who's, ba- who's back? did you use? Oh, I don't remember.
1: So I'm anybody just grab one, yep, 34 inches, yep, so, fine. So,
2: I get on deck and I'm not even – I mean, I hit in college a little bit at the beginning. I'm not even swinging. I'm literally practicing, like, taking pitches because if the ball's coming at me, I got to be – I got to turn the right way or else I'm literally dead, right? Like, I got to work on getting my front shoulder turned just in case. Sure enough, four pitches, four-pitch walk. Guys, on base, ready. That's all it's. I walk up to the plate and I, I literally go I, – I don't know what I said to the umpire. So I don't know. I said something on par. It's not what stands out. So I get up. First pitch, I bunt. I I, I think I blacked out. The ball hits the bat. It was like a hundred and one. <laughs> blacked out. Ellington fields the ball. He's wild. Throws it to second base and um, he pulls him off the bag. Is a bad. No guy at second base is out, but I'm safe at first. So okay. one out. I get to first base and. Um, I take two steps off, and the first baseman goes, hey, man. He goes, yeah, he goes, first time? I go, yeah. He goes, take another step. You look like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) My lead lead was like this big. big. (laughs) So I get to second base. I don't know how. Maybe. I don't know. And my buddy is playing second base, my buddy from who I was with the Pirates from the two years prior. So he's giving me a hard time. Get to third base, two outs, and there's like a ball in the dirt, guy tries to backhand it. And of course, catcher thinks he can backpick me and get me out. Ball comes, hits me in the back of the helmet, goes up the line, and I score. <laughs> you scamper home. <laughs> and that's how I scored. That was the story.
1: That's absolutely spectacular, especially because Bill Hassman features in that story. Yeah. He's oh, man. Best. So I'm really glad you asking I that question. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I like, so sure like sure you... it. The... Go ahead, Dave.
0: Yeah. No, I like how you can't remember um, getting from first to third
2: how <laughs> that even <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> no, I blacked out, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm sure that wasn't the highlight of your minor league career, but you did have plenty of sense in pro ball. So what was, you know, what are some of your fondest memories of, of making the of the majors?
2: Um, I think obviously like my first outing, I remember uh, in Staten Island, New York, very low level with the Yankees. That was special. Yeah. Um, I re- I like missed almost two years with an injury. So coming back from that was special. I mean, I pretty much became part of a part of my manhood came from that struggle, yep. you know, what I mean, and then um, getting like being told you're going to the big leagues was special. And, you know, my short stint in the big leagues was was really, really special as well. So um, I really have no regrets. I obviously wasn't I was like a, a good four a player. Yep. <laughs> you know, too good for A, not good enough to stick or didn't get enough opportunities is what I, I truly think because I right there's really some luck involved and uh you know that the A's team that I was on was like I mean our bullpen was stupid um really really good and in fact when they I got uh taken off the roster when they traded for Julius Familia from the Mets so um it was just it was just stacked and at that point I just was kind of it just was for me it was the right time so
1: how has Billy been to you um
2: do you like the movies
1: or is it very different?
2: He's uh not a ton of interaction. He's you know right. whatever. So
1: <laughs> um so from, from Pro Bowl to to Team Israel is mm-hmm. quite a story. How how did that happen?
2: Well, uh Peter Kurtz, who's the GM for Israel, IAB, Israel Association of Baseball, um, reached out to me like years ago. I think in like 2012, I never ended up getting on that team because I was, my shoulder was hurt. But um, just, you know, kind of called and said, do you want to participate? I think truly what happened from like a a high level is they didn't expect it. We don't think, I don't think we expect to have all the success. And then it just kind of like fed each other. So um, basically made sure I was Jewish. A couple of different ways and uh I was set to go that was really like what, w- what was
1: that test like
2: <laughs> uh I mean it was funny because he originally emailed me I think or called me I don't, I don't think I even responded to him um I just was like stressed or busy with you know the season and then he like any smart man should do knowing um to get a Jewish kid's attention like call his mother so he, <laughs> called he called my mom and um you know, presented the opportunity. Of course. She was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You know? So she's like, you better call, you better email him back. So I did. And then I said, that's fine, but you can deal with all like the paperwork nonsense. I'm not... <laughs> and she sent him a copy of my parents' ketubah. Oh, wow. And yeah. um, check. And yeah. it's funny because he called her back like a couple of days later. I was like, do you have anything else? And she's like, anything else? Like, well, what do you need? It's, like, <laughs> it's a ketubah <laughs> in Hebrew. Like, is there any, you know, he said, no, that's not the problem. There's no one in the MLB office that can read Hebrew. <laughs> really? There's not one Jew in the central uh, office. Think, Come on I guys. Think found, yeah, <laughs> I think they found it. So that was funny. So they, so they, so they asked for
0: different forms of documentation. And that's one, yeah. that's one of the forms that they would, <laughs> you can yeah, give them. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Amazing. Well, I mean, I mean, from our, I just remember 2017, the World Baseball Classic. Everyone was like, "What? What is happening? Yeah. What was yeah, that like that being a part wild. of it?" You know, because here was it was unbelievable story, and probably overshadowed the Olympic performance even because it was so out of the blue. So, what did mm-hmm. that feel like for that for for you guys, sort of um, going through
2: it? It was just, it was amazing. I mean, I don't. We expected to like have fun. Have you seen? Have you guys seen the film? Yep. Heading home. Yeah. Um, it, it 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 embodies some of that stuff. But there's a little Hollywood to that, but it was it was good. Um. It just was like a, we bonded, right? And I think it's, it's a prime example of like it's – it's a good example for anyone, like just how good guys on TV are every day, right? Because here we are, like people think we're a bunch of bums, but like good, a good bit of us play professionally. And it just shows you like just how wild the competition is. And when there's emotion involved, when there's camaraderie, when there's all these things that like championship teams have, like it really provides parity. This is why like March Madness is March Madness is because guys pretty much have talent, like, but what brings it out of them on a consistent basis. And because of the team chemistry and camaraderie, we were able to like perform a little bit above our talent and compete for a bit.
0: Yeah, it reminds you know, me of my, 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 my high school soccer team, my senior yeah.
2: year. <laughs> Same
1: thing. Not, not for nothing, that's the, that's the tournament in which you beat a Netherlands team featuring Xander Bogarts and Didi Gregorius right you beat south korea third third in the world and cuba fourth in the world a bunch of like american jewish kids i mean what was did you appreciate what was happening in the moment
2: yes and no i mean it was there were some like really surreal experiences i remember when we won it was like the middle maybe like early morning in the states and i remember calling my mom and telling her Uh, I might have even, like, woken her up. But I remember being on the phone and walking to the buses because they had barricaded everything off. Not that we were, like, in danger or anything, because, like, that's not the way Asia is, you know, thankfully. Like, they have very good, very, like, uh, nice culture. Um, But, like, everyone pointing at us, like, we were, like, you know, aliens. Like, who are these people? Like, this is crazy. Like, we didn't – you know, we were the first game of the WBC. It was Korea versus Israel. Like, first game, opener, like, in the entire tournament. You know, it was set up to lose. Like, we were set up to lose and for Korea to kick it off and it there to be a great tournament. Um, and we just – we just didn't. You know, they had all these guys on that team that um, – it was just a very, like, wow, this is crazy. And we're like, ah, oh. I remember going back to the hotel and then we won again against the Netherlands. And we're like, are we good? Like, are we this good? So – how much
1: of the factor was like, just like Josh, um, like Josh Side's getting hot in the mound and like a couple timely hits. Mm-hmm. Is it really just that subtle difference? You just can ride a hot hand on the mound and people are hitting timely and it's, and it's March yeah. and it's weird and people aren't really in bloom. It's just, it was, it's crazy.
2: I mean, yes and no. Right. Like Josh, Hyde's still in that movie is like pumping 95, 96. Right? right. So it's, you know, I'm still like left-handed and throwing like low nineties. There's different um, you know, Ike Davis played in the big leagues. LeVarno played on the has a World Series ring. You know, right. Jason Marquis played in 12 years for the big leagues. Like remember, the reason these guys don't play in the big leagues now every day, or because maybe they have struggled like age-wise or whatever it is, it's players get paid not because they can do something. They do it every day with travel. And family distractions and emotional distractions. Like they do it every day. The reason players' contracts are the way they are is because they can do it every day. Not because they can throw a ball 100 miles an hour. It's because they can do it. They can compete. They can get their world together. Whatever is going on out there, they can do it here, today, every day. That's why players get paid. So in that moment, you know, the Koreans probably were like – Korean teams were probably like, this is – you know, who are these guys? In fact, it's funny. One of our trainers from last year with the Pirates, American guy, happened, somehow ended up being the head medical trainer for the Korean national team through like a connection. They needed somebody. And with his, you know, MLB track record, who better, right? So he told me a story that when we beat them, uh, their, that, you know, be all manager, like a legend, went in and was yelling at the players. And he turned to his translator like, what is he saying? And the guy was like, you're the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to this country. Like shit like that. So um, for them, it was
1: a shock. Um, I mean, you, you kind of hit that though. I mean, so as team Israel, do you feel like you were an extension of Israel and there were security concerns and, and people assigned to you? I don't even know what that looked
2: like. Um, maybe a little bit there. I don't yeah. Maybe a little bit. Remember, I think Asia's like so... I mean, it's just so right. different. It's different, I mean, right? That's why yeah. one of my it's one of my favorite places. But like in the Olympics, yeah, it's going to be a real it's going to be a real thing, um, very real. And that's it's scary, but like, you know, it's part of the part of the whole gig. I mean, so talk about, so
1: the Olympic Olympics. You know, Israel qualified. you know, and then of course it was postponed for a year. So what what are you hearing now about? It sounds like we're going
2: to have. Sounds like it's going to go on. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I don't. I I hope it's not just a. Uh, a PR ploy to say that, you know. But sounds like it's going to go on.
1: How do you see yourself sort of fitting in with the team? You know, a year a year later on now, you're going to be
2: yeah, I'll regular be fine. time,
1: or you know, are you are you like the KG vet, or like what's your role? Now, right?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I think I'll be fine. Last year, actually, with the Pirates, and I'll do the same thing this year. I had the opportunity. I was like still throwing live uh, right. off the mound to our haters. so. Uh, I was still up to 92, 93 miles an hour, and just like, and getting treatment and working out. I have all the, you know, access to the facilities and RGM Ben Charrington, who's a, a, who's the man. uh, He made a point to like, tell me that, you know, make sure you get what you need. Um, And I expressed to him, you know, even after this past season that, you know, it was one of my concerns just being able to like, you know, flourish professionally while also like, this is a bucket list thing for me that, you know, I'm not going to pass up and he's like, no, I want you to do that. He's, him along with our uh, our manager Derek Shelton like super 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 supportive of um my aspirations and goals and um but that's one of the things that we they've done in the uh, as they took over the organization and they've started to build a new um you know community there and and just like foundation of the organization is like they put value on people who have different perspectives perspectives and you know I think that's how anything especially sports franchise becomes successful like you have a bunch of different people who all do certain things great and then get them to y- all get along and you can create like you know a really balanced equation because if you look at players right like there's someone from every single walk of life like anything you can imagine someone's been through it from the top to the bottom and uh i think that's it's just like a it's a, this whole thing when i, I don't want to get too far off but that that stuff is why i'm like working in the game because it's fascinating to me. How
1: did you, how did you end up in Pittsburgh when you kind of major league career kind of came to an end?
2: Um, I don't randomly. I, I was I spoke to Ben for a bit on the phone about something else, and yep. he asked me a random question, and because he's a super like passionate inquisitive guy, um, and I I remember just like talking about it, and then the next thing I know, he called me a week later and said like, Hey, we're thinking about making this position, blah blah blah. You'd be able to train for the Olympics and go to the Olympics and but also travel with the major league team and work on certain things. And it just kind of went from there and blossomed. So.
1: How's Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's
2: cool. I mean, nice I town, get...
1: nice town, small town, yeah. big town, Western PA, you know, what's the story? Yeah. yeah.
2: Passionate, passionate place. Um, yeah. I didn't get to enjoy as much of it as I, I hope to with COVID, sure. but um, you know, it seems like a really good place. We, you know, we're working hard to rebuild and, um, yeah it's it's been great so my role will change a little bit this year but in a good way expand um, I basically am like a a bridge like a liaison between um, our analytics group and our coaching staff so I will be handling most of our pitching analytics this year for our major league team and like kind of a sidekick to our major league pitching coach who um, is awesome as well and um, I'm excited. Last year, I did mostly the defensive stuff, so like all the shifting and all yep. the g- game cards for us. And I'll still probably handle that, but I'll also do the pitching this year.
1: So, are you are you pro shift? Or are you anti-ballots shift? All these rules pro- proposals always talk I'm about balanced, how it's taking I'm, away from the game.
2: Yeah, I'm a pretty balanced guy. I think yeah. I think there ha- there should be shifts, um, but you have to be like it has to be like a checks and balances going on like constantly because guys are constantly changing their approach or tr- what they're trying to do or you know, the reason – another reason, like, these guys are this good are not not because they only have talent, not because they do it every day, but their adjustments are like, you know, it's not – it's pitch to pitch. Like, every single pitch, someone makes an adjustment. And as you look at the levels, like, low-level, minor leagues, like, every, you know, week a guy make, makes an adjustment. And then high A is every day or every couple days, double A every day, triple A every, every at-bat. In the big leagues, it's every single pitch there's adjustments facial expressions, it's just like all, all these type, types of things.
1: Yeah. And, and how was the pandemic ridden season? What was it like playing, you know, without fans and traveling around in bubbles? Was that just different to take away from some of the energy and emotion that teams can sometimes capture and capitalize on?
2: Yeah, it was weird, um, but in a good way, because I think it's something hopefully we'll never have to experience again. But, like, there were times that I think back of, like, it's just funny for me, my slowest time was in game. When the game started, that was like my free time to, I had work to do, but like I took, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, right when the game started, it was a, it was a mad rush up until that point. So I would take time to like, I would go get my dinner and like eat and watch the games Like or, you know, obviously I had office work to do, but I remember being at Wrigley and literally like, you know, finished my work and I went up to the I mean, everything was, like, outfitted for COVID, right? Our weight rooms were on the concourses. Our dining areas were on the concourse. I went and grabbed my dinner, and I literally got to sit in Wrigley Field with a table in front of me. You know, I was on, like, the start of the second deck, eating my dinner at sunset, like, watching, like, baseball Wrigley Field with, like, nobody around me. Sounds terrible. <laughs> and I took a picture, and I'm just like, this is sick. Like, this is cool. Because <laughs> it'll, it'll never happen again, right? It'll hopefully never happen again.
0: So, you, so you're play so you're playing without fans right so it's a little quiet unless they're piping in that that, that fake sound and you and you remember how you blacked out when you were when you were doing that exciting game you know when you made, made a home but so you're in the mound right and the crowds in the crowds going crazy dear I mean it's a simple question old question do you hear them do you black them out like like how what, what's that like
2: I don't hear them at all I, I usually didn't hear them at all in fact I'd rather that than quiet Um it creates like a bubble around the field that you just – yeah. I, I usually didn't hear anything. Sometimes I would hear something like walking off, but um, no, I usually never heard anything.
0: So when we're watching, the, when we're watching those, those playoff games, right, and it's a tight count and it's a tight game and they're bringing that reliever and they're behind and, and the crowd's going crazy and they're staring down there and they're wiping off their brow. Are they feeling it? Are, they, are you feeling it or not?
2: If they are, you can always tell, just look at their heart rate, right? Like that's exactly um, like a a determination as a physician. If you are, you can see if somebody's having like a a, semi panic attack, right? Like breathing hard or you, you, you look at the blood, you look at their chest, like it's the same thing. And and you know how that feels too, right? It's like that uncontrollable situation, but it's like, I'm sure if a, if a parent and a kid comes to you and says like, we don't know what's going on with this kid or whatever. And you, to you, you do it every day. So it's like, you're like, all right, take a deep breath. You start, you know, like that's the same, you know, the same prognosis, uh, um, you know, um, uh, process that you use, like slow it down. Let's just see what's going on. It's the same thing that like I would do is like, all right, let me take a step off. Let me slow this down. You
0: know, yeah, so. I mean, but yeah, but I think, I, I, yeah, I guess you know, I, I guess I feel much more comfortable seeing a kid with a hundred four feet in the office than being on the mound, you know, you know, <laughs> behind the count with 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 yeah. with a foot with with with, uh, with the bases loaded.
2: <laughs> and conversely, if my brother called, if my brother wasn't a doctor or something, he came to me and said my son has a hundred five, I would freak out. I call Geller. I will
0: just call Geller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 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 on that note, okay, so. You know, people know what my father did for, for a living, right? He was a rabbi, right? Sure. When I was younger, I said, dad, I want to be a rabbi. And he said, no, nah, you don't want to be a rabbi. It's it's too tough a job. You want to be a doctor. He said, it's going to be easier for you. <laughs> so you so you come from a family of doctors, right? Your father's a mm-hmm. your doctor. You're both siblings of doctors. You know, and you refer to yourself as the black sheep of the family, right? Many times. Like, like, like when did you, What was there a point where you said, your dad, I want to be a doctor or, or I want to be X? And he said, no, d- you know, follow your dream? Or did you say, I want to be a baseball player? And he's like, what, are you crazy? Or go, go, go for it? Like,
2: None of it. I never, I never, I still have trouble making decisions on like what I want to eat for dinner. So I could <laughs> never, I never said like, I want to be this person. I think baseball just kind of, you know, went as it went. And my parents never put pressure on me to do anything. Um, and I think that's rarely will you see parents who put pressure on their kid. They usually burn out, you know, like the guys that were at the highest level, like most of their parents did not tell them to do it. Um, Or their parents pressured them, but they had like an elite level of, you know, compartmentalization to where like they just blank them out. There's like all these different equations. But um, it's funny because I do get like fascination from like the medical field, especially after my dad was sick. And like Lauren and Steven, my brother and sister, uh, were both busy with work. I was taking my dad in like, I don't know, four or five times a week to dialysis to the Brigham. And I just learned so much. And I think he knew what was going on. I think he knew how sick he was, but he like, as a good father, always they protected their children. Like he would never tell me. Um, he just wasn't straightforward like that in terms of what was going on. So as a result, curiosity, like I would just drop him off at 5am and I would go into the, you know, the, the, uh, the text, the dialysis. Text. I would literally got to the point where I was like hooking him up and, you know, it was a process, you know, to these machines. Like I, I just learned so much, but they would give me a sheets and pillows, and I would go and lay down in the uh, in the waiting room and I would google and I would just like read up what 's going on why this medica- you know I would listen to the medications in fact, we got to the point where one of the uh, attendings came in he would his pressure would always drop like crazy attending came in and he says. I started asking questions, you know, using medical terms. So you're the son that's the cardiologist? I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, I stayed at a Hollywood Express. Yes, like, oh, you did. <laughs> that's not a great story.
1: <laughs> um, back to sort of some of the baseball stuff. So uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, like, the, on the unwritten rules? Like bat, like if someone sort of flips their bat. Are you going to throw inside next time? or Do you think it's all on good fun?
2: Um, I think there's got to be balance. I think like if you're going to do it, Like, I'm not – I never was one to, like, show people up. But um, I'm also not one to, like, go hit somebody if they hit a home run off me. Like, I'm going to hurt somebody, right? So I think it's understanding, like, if you're going to act that way, like, don't be upset if somebody comes at you when they they punch you out, when they strike you out. Right. So, I mean – celebrate throw your bat but don't like be obnoxious that's the way I don't do it. be the that's
1: joy the, bats against
2: the yeah, against I mean, the rangers or or the or do it but when you yeah. get popped in the face like just don't be surprised yeah because like i said right <laughs> these guys are not afraid like, people come from all walks of life they didn't grow up in lexington right like it's not <laughs> it's not like that um yeah. you know, I, and that's – I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean – Some tough like, streets like,
0: in Lexington, man. Some t- yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go there at Rick night. get tough, killer. sure.
2: <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying. It's just, like, people aren't scared to, like, that everybody grows up differently. Who—who so.
1: Who is the teammate that you came up with that became really, really good? It um, might still be playing. trying to think. I mean, it's such a, a low success rate. It's hard
2: it's hard to have a, a one major league career, right? You know, who's the yeah, best parent that you play with? I guess there's another of way to them. ask it. A bunch of them. Probably yeah. one of my closest, most successful players up to this point. He didn't come up with them, but they were teammates and we're like, you know, I consider him big brother. Me is Rich Hill, who has a yeah, Boston sure. ties as well. Awesome. Awesome. Dude went through some family loss a couple yep. of years ago, the same year that I lost my yep. dad. And um, he's a, just a, he's an absolute gem um, in all facets of the world facets of the of the word. Um, yeah. Hugely successful, resurrected his career. Um, just awesome. He's an awesome guy.
1: Luckily, he came out of this game against the Sox a little bit early in the World Series. So he did us a right. solid. So thanks, yeah. Rich. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> and he
2: let Dave Roberts know what he thought, too. So. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> But my other
1: favorite I think it was the same game that Erod took his glove and slammed it on the ground when he gave up the home that's run. Right. Do you remember,
2: that's right. I do remember? Ever that. done
1: that? Yeah. Ever slammed a glove in frustration? You're like that to me was no. an all-time, amazing, like authentic moment. I love it, you know. Not
2: not slammed a glove, but I've definitely showed emotion, that's for sure. Um yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, definitely yelled a lot of like choice words. Like, no doubt. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of nice curse words. Uh. <laughs> Are you more are um, you more apt to yelling right the right at the ump or you more
0: have to yell under your gloves so no one sees what you 're doing because so your mom uh, doesn't get offended, you know your mom doesn't get offended by anything. yeah i know
2: i know um i've done both i've like i think i I found like a a way to be able to um like get at get on a an umpire without like yelling because the minute you like Kurt, you 're gone um, have you ever been ejected? One time I was actually in a rehab, I was rehabbing. It was in the lower level for the Yankees and I only had three innings in my like rehab stint. And this guy had hit a home run off me in the first inning um, on like a changeup outside. So I went fast full in. I wasn't trying to hit him, but I did hit him. And the umpire like threw me out because we had a guy warming up in the bullpen. So I think he, I don't know if he didn't know, I was, I don't know what was going on, but I right. literally looked at him like, you're an idiot. I straight up said like, <laughs> I have eight more pitches. Like, you are really dumb. <laughs> that's what I said to him. So, Jeremy, what's your um, what's your second best sport? Second best sport, oof, um, that's tough. I mean, I'm I'm mediocre. I like a lot of sport, a lot of sports. Like medi- like pickleball, right? You do a lot of pickleball. Lot of pickleball. <laughs> pickleball I can play Australia. a little pickleball. I can play some hoops. Like I can, I'm not an offensive guy, but I will defend and rebound with the best of them. Like in terms of like Joe Schmo's at the gym. Yep. i compete all day. I'll out physical them, out defense them, but I'm not a shooter really. Um, yeah. Right, I so you're not like a recreational football golfer. for sure. You're not no, like no, a, no. a hockey player, no. No, no. What else did you play in high school? Played football for a few years, like up until my sophomore year. Um, yep. Basketball and like middle school, but not beyond that. Louisiana high school football is notoriously competitive and intense. Yes, yes.
1: Wasn't for you? <laughs> Mom was like well,
2: uh, getting hurt. <laughs> No, I mean, it was intense. Like I, I don't miss that at all. It was, it was intense. It was a big f- football school. So.
0: Right. How many, how many Jewish kids are playing football down in Louisiana?
2: Not many, <laughs> not many, not many. You were the kicker. You were the holder. Yeah. yeah I actually played safety. Um, and I remember just like getting my bell rung like a lot. Like I just remember how brutal that felt. Um, I'm sorry. I can't believe some, what some of these guys do today. Yeah. Um. So your economics background, is that
1: informing your work now for the Pirates? Or is it just sort of coincidence that you're doing analytics now?
2: No, I mean, totally different, yeah. um, but more so just the ability to, like, understand what, what, what goes on from an analytics perspective, which is, like, super complex and stuff that I'm learning. I'm, like, learning code now and all these different things to be able to get into a lot of our databases, but also have an ability to, like, apply it to the game, which I think they're trying to look at, like, both sides now and to – be able to speak both languages
1: so if you if you could talk to your 22 year old newly drafted self knowing what you know now mm-hmm. what would you tell him to do differently or would you just to, say it's it's luck or you can't you wouldn't attune any of your you know delivery
2: or mechanics or approach i would i mean i, I this is you're gonna probably laugh at me but it, it wouldn't have anything to do with like uh analytics yep. it, to me my, my talent was plenty or it you know was plenty um more so just like chill just chill just chill and and find out like how to like slow your heart rate down and understand like you know those things because if you look at like successful guys it's not really talent based like once you get to that level other than maybe five percent other than your superstars your trouts your a rods your you know really even jeter wasn't like a talent superstar right he wasn't a he was a superstar but not because of his talent um he was mentally like the best in the game right he was super focused, super non-wavering, um, that type. So I think that's what I would tell myself. It's a mental game. At that level, it's a mental game. Everyone throws 90, everyone runs, everyone hits, everyone's strong. Like, there's no, you don't get there if you don't. Um, to me, it's, like, almost all mental.
0: Hmm. So, so so, before we started, we talked about other people we've had on, which seems to be like a long line of baseball players, right? We've Chris Shar and Mike Glavin and Sal Friedek, who – Maybe in the MLB in the, in a year, in you right and we either either we're, we're either we're self-selecting, but you all seem extremely um, nice and you know um, articulate and come from great families. You know, is it if, if I reach my hand right now into the MLB pool, how many of you would I pick out?
2: Um, I think you got. I mean, I think it's a mix. I think it's a. I think there's probably like a pretty good um, you know cut of. Uh, of everything. I think what's interesting for me, coming from like the background that I came up in, came from in New Orleans and Jewish, and just like, you know, it's kind of a, my, I guess, a somewhat like minority background. It, you know, my parents were Holocaust survivors. There were a lot of people that were not like myself in the game professionally. And like, you know, I pretty much, I'd say I'm like almost bilingual. I speak Spanish. I really enjoy like, conversing, I learned a ton from like Latin players and the culture and like, if anything, I, it made me realize how lucky I am to come from the background, um, mm. I, I did. Because it's, you. there's, you know, it's not as easy as, as it sometimes felt like, you know, growing up. Mm. So, I got, so I, got, I, got,
0: I got one random question. I'm sorry, I guess gotta squeeze it in. So I'm downstairs today playing Wii with my daughter, right? A little mm-hmm. um, Wii sports. What's your favorite, you know, What's your favorite, uh, you know, baseball video game that you like to play?
2: Oof. Because um, I'm really good at Wii MVP, Baseball. MVP. I remember there were MVP Baseball. Albert Pujols was on the uh, cover, but I don't remember what. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe it's PS2, like yeah. back in the day. Um, I know. I don't remember. But I, I've, I've done very little with the Wii. But I know it's. They got some good bowling games on there.
0: You don't play 2K. I don't like
2: I mean I dabble. I dabble I don't have I don't even own a uh, you know a-
1: better that way yeah, I did once roll perfect game in Wii bowling I'm very proud of that fact Dave really? Geller it was probably also 12 years ago uh Jeremy what's your favorite baseball movie Sandlot for sure really yeah one of my all right. favorites
0: so have you, have you yeah, ever I know, seen I, know it's I know
1: it's coming I know it's Go right, I got
0: two movies I got two movies one one you need if you're if you're, if you're working for the Pirates you gotta see the movie the, Fish, the, Fish, the Pittsburgh. it's a basketball movie what's it called the Fish that saved Pittsburgh. It's okay. a. It's one. If you, no one's ever seen it. I've seen it. You know. It's okay. when H. It's when HBO. When you watched HBO, because a little box on top of your television set, and you had yeah. HBO Cinemax and Movie Channel. If you push down two buttons, you can get maybe something in Adult Movie Channel by accident. Um. But 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 uh, Fish that saved Pittsburgh, and Long Gone, Long okay. Gone HBO movie. You can you can pull it off YouTube. Um. I recommend that. All
1: right. I'll check it out. Um. Pirates famously have incredible color scheme and logo. Very, very classic. Um, everyone loves the Players Weekend jerseys where the players choose their own names. If you could put your own name on a Players Weekend jersey, Jeremy,
2: what would it say? Oh, I don't know. That's tough. Um, when I was a kid, yep. <laughs> actually, I don't know. I really don't know. I was I was like kind of chunky. It was a really big kid. I was yep. born two weeks late. Yep, and I was ten pounds and six ounces. That's a big for, boy there for it the is. pediatrician right there. Oh, oh. and uh, my ten, pa- yeah, ten pounds six ounces. And my first baseball coach nickna- nicknamed me Beefcakes. <laughs> so maybe Beefcakes.
1: <laughs> it would take a lot of chutzpah to put
2: that on your players' weekend oh, jersey, no. but you I know, know go, go for it, man. I know, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have a little bit of an unorthodox delivery, do you not?
2: Um, I did the last couple of years. I went like, we talk,
1: a, talk about the change of the angle. Like that's because it was comfortable for you. You found something else or your shoulder was different. What, no, that?
2: I just, just, that was more of like an analytical thing. Try to create sync, try to like go East, you know, create like, um, different directions with my pitches.
1: Yeah. So. Right. And did you sort of evolve into a lefty specialist or you really, you know, I did both. whole innings.
2: Yeah. The whole innings. Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, Geller. Anything else from you, buddy? I think I've actually asked all my questions.
0: No. <laughs> I made sure you got. I made sure you got the list. Uh, no, I just really interesting to hear uh, Jeremy talk, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a great story. And we became, you know, friends in different ways. It's just, I just really appreciate the time, and uh, you know, and gain a little insight. And uh, we all, yeah, we always enjoy hearing the backside of baseball, backside of sports. It's so good. It's so
2: good. For sure.
0: Well,
1: I've got a few random questions for you if you want them. You want to sure. write some random ones? Sure. Gail, you like this? All right, here we go. If um, I can, I'm in. All right, here we go. Uh, favorite, game, favorite game, board game or, or game to play with family? Monopoly mm-hmm. guy, clue guy. I never was a board Yahtzee game. Yeah. guy, nothing? No. Not a
0: Not board you? Really. No, I no, to give you some ideas. Um, board game. What game? I was like blockus. I'm a guy. I like a blockus game. I've never even heard of that. You got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, ride, huh? I've never
1: heard of. My, my my girl's got a, go- a game called narwhal free for all for the holidays, Dave. I really? know you like narwhals, so there we go. Um, Jeremy, yes or no? Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Geller.
0: uh y- if, I need, if, I'm, if I'm not paying for it, it doesn't really matter. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's fine with me. It I'll eat it. So
1: the answer is no. Jeremy's right. Okay, good. Um, Jeremy, first car that was actually yours.
2: First car was actually mine. It was a hand-me-down from my sister, an old that Land Rover. what was it? Yeah, yeah, an old Land Rover Discovery. Jeez. A
1: hand-me-down Land Rover. Nice. It's rough. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, and, what you, and what are you driving right now?
2: Uh, I don't even have a car. I'm actually going to buy one in Pittsburgh. So, if anyone has a good deal, let me know.
1: Oh, we'll talk with our our sponsors. (laughs) I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. Um,
1: What are you watching right now? What are you binging?
2: I just finished um, A Million Little Things. I caught all the way up. Have you seen Mm that? I have not. That's that's pretty good. It's like a, it's a really good show. Actually based in Boston too. It's about, do you guys know what it's about? I don't, no. It's about these four friends, four friends meet in an elevator uh, like years ago. Oh yeah, I
0: heard about this, yeah
2: one of the friends commits suicide and then it's their whole life after that wow obviously a lot of drama and stuff that's a a good pick me up
0: yeah yeah
2: inspiring
1: (laughs) yeah uh Um, jeremy what's what's the best arnold schwarzenegger movie
2: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) oh god
0: (laughs) have you have you left your pattern recently
2: (laughs) (laughs) i have i walk a lot (laughs) (laughs) um You you read a lot of books yeah are you a reader? Are you, reading? are you a reader? No, I'm not really a reader either. I am a uh, – No I board mean, games, no
1: reading. All what are you right, doing? It's good, good. What are you doing? I,
2: I, I watch shows. I watch sports. I have
0: work to do. I have what's, a lot the last, what's the last – besides a million a little things, and besides sports, what's the last thing you've watched on Netflix or Amazon okay. that wasn't the news or something
2: like that? Um, I, I am currently re-watching Breaking Bad, which I enjoy. There you go. Oh, Geller loves that. Um, there we go. What other? I've watched some other good stuff. I watched um, The Hunters. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah. Did you like that? I did. It was a weird ending. It was weird. I, I couldn't yeah.
1: get into it. Yeah.
2: Um, um,
1: have you watched Fouda.
2: Uh, of course. I killed Okay. Fowda. So that you should know, be, right. the.
1: T- I mean, yeah. humbly. I yes, mean, that was the, show, the show of all time, right? So I'm glad you yeah. watched that.
2: right? fauda is amazing.
1: Um. And I should have asked this earlier, but you know, have you been to Israel on behalf of Team Israel?
2: I have. I've been of, to um, Israel. In what context, you know? Um, I've been to Israel four total times. Yep. Um, they took us there for a trip, like right before the WBC. Sure. And then.
1: Like a goodwill tour, did meet with government officials? Or yeah, did kids? all what that. Doing?
2: Yeah, all that. I mean, all these, tri- other than my birthright trip, all three were like that. Two of them were, well, one of them was I went and got like a passport and went yep. um, and met the team in Germany. But the other two were like kind of tour, you know, like a sure. hello tour.
1: And, and so. did, did did the prime minister call you guys after one of your victories? I think I saw that, or is that not true? I think
2: true? he posted. I think he tweeted. <laughs> tweeted um, at you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or tweeted a picture of us. Well, Haven't taken us, away from him yeah. yet. That's probably the next On step, the top, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think I recall that last year there's some big sort of barnstorming tour for Team Israel throughout New England in the lead up to the to the. Yes, to the games. I think they're going
2: to do something similar. So be like be a, like, a, a cape, like du-
1: the you to be down like the Cape League playing expo- like Expo exactly. games. You know,
2: that'd be awesome. So if that happens, definitely are Like a duck tour, right?
0: You're gonna go on the duck tour boats all around <laughs> Boston. We're all gonna be cheering you on, waving our Israeli flags, and ah, t- after
2: we after we get a gold medal, yes, yeah, awesome,
0: right? awesome. Yeah. And I think Chai and Bloom is gonna be calling you soon too, just to talks. <laughs> we're we're everywhere. <laughs>
1: um, well, Jeremy, listen to me. I think what what a great first pot of 2021 gallery. We lined up a real star. Uh, again, I would say again, like the 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 the, goal and the baseball guy we've had on the ball been articulate, reflective, and humble. Um, and I love that. I love baseball. I love talking about the game. I love the story about scoring a run. That's a that's a great yeah, one, for sure. And, um, yeah, for sure. I'm sorry we couldn't take more time for some other stuff, but really appreciate your time and, and coming on with us. And, and thank you, know, you, thank you, thank and, and, and you. Especially right before Saints game, so I know it's a big
0: big commitment. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Who are the Saints even playing? I have no idea. The
2: Bears. The Bears. Oh, they're gonna win.
1: Oh, they're gonna win. Yeah. Are are you not a Patriots fan in any sense, or or does, I
2: mean, I don't. I don't care either way. I always think it's funny on Mondays when like the Patriots lose and like the whole city shut, semi shuts down because people have this like hangover, but well, the, be- the best yeah. part
1: of this year is, is, is not having that stress and having more time to not watch football than fantasy. So it's right. been really refreshing to me to, ha- to watch other things. You, are you a soccer fan now? Not really. I'm yeah. a huge soccer. so I just watch soccer instead, which is there's always a game on to watch. Yeah. So
0: I'm just interested, you know, cause you, cause I was going to ask you, how did you choose whatever, whatever made you chose at Stanford? Right. You know, but, but, uh, I can see you just hitting the books and you know and, and drawing the angles and doing your your little physics uh, equations and just not leaving the dorm all day long, except when your buddy's gonna go over to fly of a flight to Dubai to get his uh, to get his uh, his you know his pints of uh, Budweiser.
2: <laughs> I nailed who it
0: was, didn't I? <laughs>
2: No, but close. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna do some
0: research
1: on on Stanford, uh, you know, students in the early aughts who descend from <laughs> Middle Eastern royalty and see if we can get narrow, narrow down.
0: Yeah, and J- and Jeremy's picture is gonna gonna pop up. He's gonna, gonna have a picture. Uh, Sorry, I mean, are you,
1: are you? That's that's the guy. So are you are you currently yeah. throwing or are you, are you taking some time off? Yeah, like, and no, I'm, keep I'm
2: working out throwing, and once we go to spring training, um, I'll start to like really ramp it up and get ready. So.
0: If you were going to open up a pitching place right now, like a indoor, you say you're going to branch out and open up your own mm-hmm. baseball indoor, what would you call it? What? Oof.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good question. We,
1: he's a ton to work on the brand mm-hmm. for, for Jeremy Frozen
2: rope
0: so absolutely fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Frozen Frozen anyways.
0: <laughs> Listen,
1: good luck. Uh, good luck in the off season. Good Thank luck you with so much. As good as luck as to the as Pirates. As this was, was amazing. Guys. And when you come to New England for Barnstorm, please leave us a call. We'll kind of watch. We'll do. Hopefully, we'll to see you in person, as opposed to you know through a mask or everything else. You got so, it. Thank uh, you. Good luck to the thanks Saints. For, thanks for coming. For hey, thanks for Thanks for making the connection. So, to all of our listeners, this is the. We'll see you next time. We have a couple of guests coming up soon. Um, again, this is Jeremy Bleich uh, in episode forty-six. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next time.
0: Talk to you soon. All right. See you.
1: What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Minugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.